message I'm actually talking on tonight is River of Favor because I always have this saying when, when people encounter me and they ask me, uh, whether in a business context, because I have my own business uh, doing coaching and things like business coaching in corporate spaces and businesses and things. And um, when they ask me like, what do I should do here? What about this? What about this? What about that? And they want you to tell them what to do, you know? My big thing is I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I never tell anybody what to do. But I always end up, no matter what we say, whatever wisdom may be imparted, if there is any that comes out of my lips, now, the one thing I always try to leave people with is just follow your favor. Follow your favor. Because wherever your favor goes, wherever your favor leads, that's where the is gonna be in your life. And, and sometimes conventional wisdom may say be go, go left in a situation, but your favor is going right. Follow your favor. It always turns out for the better if you follow your favor. And the idea of today being Pentecost Sunday, I'm quite excited by it uh, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, it's a big celebration time, and uh, it's probably one of the, in terms of the scriptural context, one of the greatest outpourings of the Holy Spirit when he came and moved in an incredible way, first upon the 120, then upon the a group that gathered around on that day as well, and over 3,000 were saved and pulled into the kingdom. It was an amazing time, an incredible day to experience, I'd imagine. And have been able to see similar outpourings throughout generations through the, through the last 2,000 years or so. And now I'm much more in a place of, of God empowering his people. And I want to look at this idea of river of favor because if you follow your favor, the beautiful thing about it is that you get more. <laughs> and it sounds a bit strange because you think God favors you because you're his child, period. There's all the favor. Boom, there it is. Yes and no. I mean, you get all the favor when you're a believer. Yes, you're a son, you're a daughter. You get all the favor. But it's like me saying, okay, boys, here's your whole inheritance. Go blow it all now. No, no. They have to learn to process. They have to learn to steward and favor the favor that I'm giving them. And as they favor that favor well, they steward that favor well, they can have access to more of what I've given them already. Does that make sense? Yeah. When, when I was a boy, um, I grew up in the southern part of the U.S., and uh, we had a river that we went and, and fished on regularly, a uh, freshwater river that would float into the ocean. And we had this boat, and I was my dad's son. I was a bright boy, not, not physically, but I mean, my name, Bright, Adam Bright, okay? <laughs> and uh, and um, I was a bright boy, and uh, I hope I was bright as well, but anyway. Um, and we would go fishing on this river, and, and, and uh, as I got older and older, my dad would often say, hey, you want to take the boat and go fishing? No, 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 Dad, no, I'm, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Do you want to take the boat and go fishing? No, no, I'm fine. And we used to go on this river and fish, and I remember specifically we'd fish for pike. Pike was a, like a real aggressive fish. It's about so long, we can get kind of actually about this big green with stripes like a tiger almost, you know. It's got a flat, flat nose mouth to it, and it's just piercing teeth all over this mouth. You know, it's just like an alligator mouth almost, you know. It's just the teeth everywhere, teeth everywhere. And it's a really aggressive fish, but if you just went fishing normally like you're fishing for anything else, you wouldn't catch any pike. The only way to catch a pike is you'd be sitting on the boat, floating down this river as the river's carry, currents you're carrying along. Wherever the river would take you, you would float down this river. Wherever a bend, wherever you got stopped at by a bush or something, that's what happened. You'd just float along in the river. Because that's what the pike would do. In the heat of the day, the pike would come up to the surface of the river, and they would just float and just float and float until the right time, and the right time would be this time. That is, we'd have our poles in the water, and we'd take these little goldfish that you'd buy for like 10 for a dollar, okay? Sorry, animal lovers, all right? <laughs> um, but we'd buy these little goldfish, and you'd have 20 or 30 of these little goldfish, and you'd hook one kind of in the back a little bit there. Don't worry, they didn't suffer, they don't have feelings, okay? They just fish, all right? They remember 15, 15 seconds or something like that. It's no problem, okay? A hook, and then forget about it, all right? I'm a whoa hook, I'm trying to swim. <clears throat> I mean, you can kind of see that, because when you hook them, like, ah! And you put them in the water, and like, oh, okay, we're swimming, you know? <laughs> like, no big deal, you know? 
So you hook them in the thing in the, in the back, and you put them in the water there, and they're floating on the surface, kind of floating there, floating. You could spend hours just floating down this river, floating down this river, and then out of the blue, it would be dead quiet, and suddenly, wham, and this fish would splash out of the water. This pike would hit this little goldfish and just, boom, splash out of the water, and your pole would double over, and ah, you'd pike this fish and pull it in. It was all exciting and great. And that's my memory of fishing on this river, is fishing for these pike fish, incredible joyful memories. And I could do that any time I wanted to as a kid, but it was only until I turned about 13 that one day I said, hey, Dad, do you think I could take the boat and me and my friend go fishing? Yeah, sure, take the boat. Now, for the last three or four years before that, my dad had been saying, do you want to take the boat? No. Do you want to take the boat? No. My dad was trying to extend his favor to me. It was mine. It was already belonged to me, but I didn't access it. It was only when I turned 13 and suddenly I wanted to be on my own. I said, hey, can me and my friend go fishing? Yes, take the boat on the river. And the more I took the boat out and the more I came back with the boat, the boat had to be clean. You know, I had to wash it down and make sure it was all tidy and stuff and you had to put the rods away. If I didn't do that, I couldn't use the boat next time because I wasn't stewarding my favor well. But if I came back and I tended to the boat well and I put it back where it belonged and put everything back where it belonged, then the next time I asked, Dad, can I take the boat? Yes, you can take the boat. And each time we took the boat, sometimes it took it a long ways down the river, sometimes short ways. But I could go different places more and more the more I stewarded my favor, the more favor I had. And oftentimes in life, most of our complications because we just don't steward the favor we've been given well. We're wanting more favor, wanting somebody else's favor even. We want what they got. We want what they got. But we're not stewarding our favor well. And one of the greatest signs of the Spirit of God moving is signs and wonders, yes, but it is favor growing. It's one of the greatest signs. So if you turn in, into uh, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2 uh, is where we see this great Pentecost moment happen, right? We know the story. Jesus is now gone. Uh, the disciples, the, the 120, are waiting in the upper room. They're waiting and praying. They're kind of maybe afraid, and who knows what's going on. They're praying and seeking God, waiting for God. So this comforter, this, this comforter person, whoever it was, my spirit, he says, is going to come, waiting, waiting, waiting. And this moment happens, and this moment happens, boom, down he comes, Holy Spirit. Flames, tongues of flames on their heads, and they're speaking different languages, and signs and wonders are breaking out, and incredible things are happening. Ah, it's chaotic, mess everywhere, and it's wonderful, and it's great. And it's such a noise, it says in Acts chapter 2 here, it says, creates such a commotion that the people of the city came to see what was happening. I find that interesting. Because the Holy Spirit comes. He doesn't come just for the people there, but the moment he creates some holy chaos, if you will, right? Creates a, an atmosphere, creates some charismatic stuff happening. Tongues and other languages coming out, signs and wonders and healings breaking out. Then people come to see, hey, what's going on? Because light attracts. The Spirit attracts people to it. So we want to pick up in, uh, in, in uh, verse, i got to put these on so I can see what verse. Uh, verse... Uh, we're going to start in verse um, 36. Okay, we won't read the whole thing. We'll start in verse 30, 36. <clears throat> Acts chapter 2, verse 36. So now we have uh, what's going on here is now um, uh, Peter is now preaching because the, right, the, the fire of heaven's come down, the Holy Spirit's come down. All the people have come, and sure, it's like a good preacher. Whenever people come, what happens? We've well, got to preach, right? <laughs> right? We gather people and we preach. The Holy Spirit had gathered all these people from the city. They're hearing their own, the gospel being spoken in their own language, and now Peter stands up and begins preaching to them, all these people that had come to see what was taking place in this moment. And in verse uh, 22 says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, 
uh, a man uh, attested to you by God. Uh, actually, for the sake of time, because we've got quite a bit to get through, I want to skip through. Let's go ahead and skip down all the way to just a big message he preaches here. And then in verse um, uh, 41, it says this. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. So the Holy Spirit moves, people gather, Peter preaches, 3,000 people come to Jesus. Okay, that's an event, isn't it? <laughs> that's a massive, massive, isn't it? <laughs> 3,000 people come, and when 3,000 people come, it says they, they, they come into the kingdom, uh, they get baptized, and they accept Jesus, and it says this, what they do after that, it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship of the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending to the temple, together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. Praising God, having favor with all the people. Not just the people that had come in, favor with all the people. See, the Spirit had come, signs and wonders were breaking out, people were getting saved, and they had favor with all the people. Now, this becomes a bit of a circle. If you follow through Scripture, we're going to look at it here in just a few moments, but if you follow the pattern, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes, signs and wonders break out, people get healed, people get saved, Favor extends itself. People begin walking in the favor of God, and that favor, what does it do? It attracts more people. More people. And more people means more brokenness, more healing needed, more see people need Jesus, so more signs and wonders more break out, more salvations come, and favor is extended more. And if we steward that group of well, people well, guess what happens? More people come, and more favor is extended, and more people come, and more favor is extended. If we follow the favor, more comes. See, right now, Harvest is in a growth place. Why is Harvest growing? Is it because of some clever guys preaching? No, as much as they are clever guys preaching and ladies preaching. Is it just because we've got some nice building, nice auditorium, looks fancy? No. Is it just because it's in a good location? No. Do all those things help? Yes, because all those things, if you steward them well, is part of the favor God's extended. See, if we, if we let the building run down and become ragged and it rains and it starts leaking, we're not stewarding the favor God's given us already, are we? If we just get up here and just kind of worship, but yeah, we'll sing whatever we feel like, you know, we really don't care about preparing our hearts, or the worship seems like, yeah, we'll practice now. Nah, sometimes we won't practice, we'll just kind of play and kind of, uh, we'll get there eventually somehow, we'll make it through, grind through. Did you really want to come listen to that? Do you want to come worship to that? No. If somebody comes up here to preach, Somebody's saying you're a preacher, and they think, ah, you know, I'm kind of feeling this, oh, maybe that, oh, maybe this scripture over there, maybe there. And you think, where the heck is this person going? I, you know, you've been to those preachers. I know I have, okay? I've preached some of those preachers, all right? <laughs> where the heck are they going? I don't have a clue what they just said. We spent an hour wasting time, you know? Because there was no preparation. There was no stewarding of the favor God's already giving. Therefore, the favor cannot extend further. So all these things need to be attended to, yes. 
But the biggest reason why God, why God's growth, what's happening here at this moment, the growth is happening because we're stewarding these little pieces of favor all over and we're beginning to steward what God's doing among us. And so what happens? Favor extends out further and more people come. More people get saved, more people get healed, more people plug into this local church. And if we steward that well, more people come. More people get saved, more people get healed, more people get stewarded into the local church and more people come. And that's what happens. And that's how the church keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. On the way here, I found it interesting. My boy, Jaden, nine years old, we're talking about churches, we're visiting different churches right now, different spaces around Durban, checking out different churches and things and seeing what's going on in the city, just exploring the land a bit, like spies and land, you know, checking it out. Where are the giants? No, where are the good things happening? And, and, um, and, uh, and Jaden says, Dad, why are some churches small and some churches big? Now, I believe every church is meant to grow, by the way. Some churches will stay small, but they will keep planting out churches upon churches upon churches upon churches because healthy things grow. Not everybody belongs in a big church. Not everybody belongs in a small church. Different churches for different people, different styles for different people because God understands he created us all different. We need different types of churches for different people. But every church should be growing. When you ask that question, it took everything inside of me to refrain from preaching my preach to him. Let me tell you why churches grow and churches don't grow, boy. They're not stewarding the favor. If you want to kill what God's doing here, stop stewarding the favor. Stop stewarding it. Let the building run down. Don't try to be a, attraction, a, a, you know, attract anybody else in, you know. Let the youth kind of uh, plod along, whatever, you know. Just play a bit of music, it'd be good. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about discipling anybody. All those new people coming in, don't worry about following up on new people. Don't worry about discipling people. God didn't say make converts. He made disciples. He said make disciples, by the way, right? Don't worry about any of that. Just let them all fall by the side. And guess what? This church will slowly just shrink back. The same thing happens in your business. Exactly the same thing. Your business grows because you steward what you have. You steward the favors God's given you, and therefore it grows. Every healthy thing grows. So it's great to talk like this. It's great to say, yeah, just steward your favor, and it happens. It's great, but how do we know? How do we know how to follow our favor? How do we know we're stewarding our favor well? How do we know where to track where our favor is going so I know what to be stewarding? I'm glad you asked that question. It's a very good question, by the way. So I want you to look at, uh, we're going to look at the journey of favor for a few moments, okay? This river, how do we follow this river? The journey it takes us on, how do we follow that? And this journey starts in Genesis. The journey starts in Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, we see the river in the very beginning, chapter 2, verse 10. It says this, a river, this is talking about the Garden of Eden, obviously. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. And it goes on to give the name of the first, the four rivers. What I find interesting is this, this river in the Garden of Eden, from the very beginning of time, there's a river of life, a river of favor upon the earth. And the river flowed from the garden out of the garden into. It starts out as a river, and it says here the river flowed out of the garden and spread into four rivers. So we see that something of, of following your favor means where are the gifts or the things in your life, where are they multiplying? Because where they're multiplying, that's probably where your favor is going. See, favor always multiplies. Remember, it grows, right? It doesn't add, it multiplies. It's not one by one, it's mul goes in multiples. 
It grows in multiples. One became four. One river becomes four rivers. We don't have time to look at it tonight, but it's amazing if you study the names of those rivers and where those rivers go, it gives you more indication of what those rivers do as it multiplies out, what the river does as it multiplies out. But the river starts here in Genesis. And then we go all the way over to Revelation, in Revelation chapter 22, and we see the river again in the new city. So I want to flip over there and read that quickly. Revelation 22, in very first verse. So then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for healing of the nations. So we see a couple things here. We see that there's rivers flowing through, first of all, flowing crystal clear, but it flows into the city. Flows into the city. Your favor always carries you towards more people. The favor of God carries you to people, not away from people, because it came for people. We mustn't ever forget that. The moment favor, we say, oh, we're just following our favor, and we make it more difficult to get into the life of the local church. That cannot be the favor of God, I'm sorry. Favor always opens the doors wider. Favor always tries to include more. Favor always opens, always extends, always increases, always multiplies, always makes room for more. You want more money for groceries? Have more people at your table. <laughs> You'll find more money quick. I know, I got four boys. <laughs> we spent this last year in PE. And what's interesting is we probably made less financially this last year than we have the previous four or five years because I stepped out of my business. And yet we had more people through our home. It means our grocery budget doubled or tripled. I don't even know what it did, really. I know what our budget was, and then we blew it every month, okay? <laughs> because we had volumes of people through our home because the church we happened to be part of was a very large church. And so we had literally 30, uh, 20 and 30 people almost every weekend, every other weekend or so through our home coming through, coming through. And the weekends that they weren't coming through on a Friday and Saturday night, on Sunday afternoon, any given Sunday afternoon, you're probably between 5 and 15 people in our house just hanging out, just there. During the week, people would stop over. Literally, people would drive in our driveway at 6 o'clock on a Thursday night. Hi, we're here for dinner. Okay, come on in. <laughs> there are many times fans going, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. I only got this much. I, only got, I don't know what we're going to do. And somehow it always worked. We only increase your budget for food in your family, have more people at your table. Because favor always leads you to more people. Some people say, I would like a bigger house. Have more people in your house. Because <laughs> you need a bigger house for more people. So if you just want a big house, I think I've spin houses like that. Massive space, three people. They cannot be the favor. Oh, God has blessed us. No, he hasn't. <laughs> You've just worked hard, worked the field. And you got a big house. But you can't call that the blessing of God unless it's opening doors for more people. Because the God I serve engages more people constantly. And all the introverts are going, ah! <gasps> I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> I can never have the favor. I can't stand people. I don't want more people. I don't want more people. Nobody, 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 people. <laughs> but even as an introvert, if you find the place of your favor, your doors open for more people. 
how I know that because I've been on a team this last year with a couple introverts, big introverts. But yet they flowed in their favor. They flowed in their giftings. In those spaces where their gifting and their favor flowed, people were volumes of, volumes of people. Volumes. Because favor always leads towards population. Favor is always about multiplication, as we saw in the Garden of Eden, and favor is always about population, reaching more people. Something else we see here in Genesis. And so here in Genesis says uh, that the, the river flowed through the city, and it says, um, where did I lose my spot here? Oh, I completely lost it. <laughs> here we go, okay. <laughs> um, uh, Show me the river flowing through the city on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit in each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So we got provision for each month, the fruit, and the leaves there for healing of the nations. Favor always leads towards restoration. Always. Always leads towards restoration. So we have these key signs of following your favor. Key signs of following your favor. Multiplication, population, and restoration. See, favor always brings more restoration. Favor always brings relationships together. Favor always brings he emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing. Favor always produces more of that. So if you stop for a moment and think in your life, think in your business, where in your life is your business is given into your life, your life is given into your business or your job, where does it lead you to multiplication? You see, every time I do this, seems to more of it happens. Where does it get you to engage more people at? In this space, it's always engaging people. People always seem to come to me for this. People always be, or always asking me for this thing in my life. And where is it a place where when people come to you for this thing, they always go away in a greater sense of peace? You bring healing to them. In some way, some form, you make their life more peaceful, more restful, because you've taken brokenness and you've restored it back to what the kingdom intended it to be. That's where your favor is flowing. Those are the signs you're always looking for when you're following your favor, multiplication, restoration, and population. You follow those three things, and I promise you, you'll always follow your favor. You'll always be engaging favor, more and more and more favor. I can't tell you the number of times people have asked me, Adam, how do you grow your business? Because we've, we've tried marketing strategies before. We have. They just don't ever get off the ground. <laughs> but how do I be, how am I able to get into the doors and into the business we're in? We just keep following our favor. I feel a bit dumb sometimes, quite honestly. Most of the time I feel that way. <laughs> how, how's it, how do you get that client? How did you land that client? Just followed the favor. I don't know. Just the door opened and I walked through it. <laughs> and then I started thinking about a particular story, which has opened up a lot of favor, particularly for me in my life now. And it started about two years ago. I want to explain this as we go through this process. It started about two years ago. I, I, I was involved in a group and I met a, a gentleman in that group. We started praying together, and this group started praying together regularly. And then one day, out of the blue, this guy knew something about what I did. And he was involved in a situation, and he said, Adam, he called me and said, Adam, do you, can you help this particular situation? I said, I don't know. Can you give me some details? He goes, listen, I don't want to give any names or any indication of anything. He said, but I'll try to describe the situation. And just tell me what you think. 
It's about a 10 minute phone call. Describe the situation to me. Best I could have tried to give him some idea, maybe try this, this, maybe this, this seems to be going on in this situation. Because he was calling me about a, a people dynamic situation, right? My favor, my, my good spot. He then goes away, and I didn't know this. He goes, okay, great, thanks, appreciate it. He goes away, applies what I've asked, told him to, he needs to go and do. It works. Then he calls me back. He says, hey, Adam, I'm wondering, can you come in and work with this organization now? Can you multiply what you just told me to different people in this organization? And can you, I'm going to bring you into this organization. We're now working with just me. Now you're going to work with 15 different people. Multiplication straight away. Now, my job was to go in there and to bring some restoration, to bring the tensions down a bit, to cool everybody off a bit, to bring mending to the relationships. And we navigated that space, and we did that for about six months in that space. And we averted some, some not-so-great things. We averted some of that, which is great. And then the relationship continued on, and it, it pulled back for a while, and I didn't hear anything else from it. Then I started working with this gentleman one-on-one. -on -one. We started working with him one-on-one, -on -one, coaching him one-on-one -on -one for the last 18 months or so. And then when I was coming back, this gentleman says, hey, you're moving back. I said, yes, I'm moving back. He says, great, here's what I've been dreaming of. And he lays out a business plan for my business. <laughs> and here's what we're going to do. Right now, his business is affecting about 25 other businesses. He wants me and my business and all 25 other businesses. Multiplication to bring restoration to more people. All because I took one situation and I stewarded it well. I could have went to the phone call, ah, you know what, I get paid to do this, but, you know, it, come, let's meet and I'll charge you and then, you know, work this out. <laughs> I got to steward my favor. Sometimes people just ask and I feel, I, I just need to give here. And I stewarded the favor there well in that one situation. And I stewarded my favor with this particular gentleman, not knowing what was coming 18 months down the road. I helped him grow his life, grow his space, grow his favor. And suddenly, favor, poof, big door opens for me. And it leads to more people, impacting more people to multiply myself even more, literally to multiply myself out, uh, restoration and multiplication. Favor always opens up for more if you steward what you have now well. One last point I want to make, though, because if you look over in Ezekiel chapter 47, <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 47, There's this other place where there's a river that's found. Oopsie, wrong Ezekiel. <laughs> there we go. Ezekiel 47. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below, the threshold of the temple towards the east, another river. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by the way of the north gate, led me around outside to the outer gate that faces towards the east. And behold, water was trickling out on the south side, going on the eastward and with a measuring line in his hand. The man measured a thousand cubits and then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Again, he measured a thousand, he led me through the water, and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Now, why is this important? Because we have this river in the beginning in Genesis, 
where we see the multiplication taking place. The favor multiplies. We see this river in the end, where we see the river leading into the city and healing for the nation. So we know the river not only multiplies, but it leads us to more people and it leads us to restoration. That's how we follow our favor. But in the middle, how do we, see, how do we know specifically where this favor is going to grow and encounter more of it? Because as good charismatics is what we are, right? We're good charismatics. As good charismatics, we want to see the Holy Spirit move. We want to have a fun time in church and see the power of God move in church. And I'm all for that on a Sunday to see God move and shape. Matter of fact, before we leave tonight, I want to pray for a more release of favor of anybody that wants it. Because I believe I carry favor. Just like others carry prophetic stuff and healing stuff, I carry favor. And I know when I work with people, favor opens. Doors open for people. So I know I carry the gift of favor. I want to release more favor in this house. I want to release more favor over you, over your family, over your business. But there's an interesting thing we want to notice here. Genesis to Revelation, we see the river flowing. But here we see the process of the river flowing. The process, as we said, starts here in the temple, starting in Genesis. And it moves out beyond where we gather to worship the Father. It moves out of the gate, out of our surrounds, out of our comfort space. It moves beyond the existing temple, beyond the existing city. It moves out and beyond. And the further we go from this point during the week, <laughs> when we go out of the doors of this building with the favor, the deeper the favor gets. The more we move into the city, the more you carry from what you receive here and move out beyond these doors, move out beyond this church, into your homes, into your businesses, into your schools, into your universities, into the coffee shops, into the beaches, into the shopping malls, into the movie theaters, to wherever you go, the more you move out of this space carrying the favor, the deeper the favor gets. And we think most of the stuff happens right here on Sundays. Ooh, I can't wait to get this. It's going to be good. That's ah, exciting. It is good. It is exciting. Yes. And we'll see God do great things. But when I know the favor of God's doing something amazing, it's not when it's just happening in the four walls of the church. When I know it's really God's favor, because if it's just happening here, we're splashing around a bit. We're not swimming yet. You only start swimming when you leave this place and carry it outside the walls. That's when you begin swimming in the favor. That's when you begin seeing signs and wonders that will blow your mind. Not in a church service. That's when you see doors open to presidents and kings and cities and nations. And I believe that's part of the calling that's on this house. That yes, you're a charismatic church. Yes, you believe in the move of the Spirit. And you're seeing some wonderful things happen here. But let's take this and carry it into our city. Let's impact our city. Let's transform our city. Radically transform our city. Myself and George, just a week or two ago, had a great privilege of sitting around with some other business people who are literally strategizing how to transform our city. That's what they're doing. They spent two days strategizing how do we transform the city? How do we tackle some of the biggest issues of our nation right now and bring kingdom solutions to those nations? So the government doesn't have to solve it. We as believers need to be at the forefront of solving those problems. And you, as men and women, sons and daughters of the kingdom that are here tonight, that's your calling as well. That's your calling. What problems are existing in your life right now? Your family, your business, your schools? What problems are there? If you're there and there's a problem, guess what? You're the one carrying favor into that space. <laughs> you're the one here in the river splashing around today, and tomorrow you're in that space and environment, and how can I multiply that? Where can I follow the multiplication at? 
Where can I follow the population to? And how do I bring restoration in this space? Following favor every day of the week. Your favor will lead you into coffee shops. It'll lead you into the schools. It'll lead you into shopping malls. It'll lead you into Woolies. It'll lead you into Trueworths. <laughs> It'll lead you all over. You follow your favor. And then you come back during the week and then we do a, a night of heart and soul night. You want to tell testimonies and stories. And there's so much, we've got to do three nights of heart and soul. Because there's so many stories because you have been following your favor and seeing God do signs and wonders. People are coming to Jesus. And favor is increasing because this house is stewarding its favor well. Why couldn't we see 3,000 come to Jesus again? Why not? Oh, but Adam, you know, there's only a church about so however many hundred. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there was 120. Created such a commotion in the city, it says people came to them and 3,000 were saved. And then they would add it to their numbers daily because they kept stewarding the favor well. <laughs> Harvest Church, where's your favor? The river of favor is flowing through this house right now. It's evident. When you see construction happening and things changing and making room for more seats and planning to do other stuff for more spaces and trying to get more people in, favor is beginning to flow. Favor is already there, but we're beginning to steward it well so it's beginning to flow more and becoming deeper and deeper. And the deeper it gets here, it means the deeper it carries out there. But if you want to be part of this journey, what's happening here at Harvest Church, then you have to ask yourself, where's my favor flowing Monday through Saturday? Where is my favor flowing? How do I carry what I'm receiving in this house into the world around me? Say, I, don't, I need some more business deals. Steward your business where it is right now. You'll get more deals. Manage your clients better now. Take care of them well now, and more clients will come. Adam, my, my family, my family is really struggling. You know, our, our relationships with my family are, are really struggling right now. If your family's struggling, well, then steward the favor about you right now. Steward you. If you steward you, you start finding that your relationships go a lot better. Say, Adam, it's my neighbors. My neighbor, you, if you knew the neighbors, she's Adam, my neighbors. Steward your family well and watch your neighbors be attracted to the light. See, whatever it is out there, just steward the next little space well and more favor opens. You want to see more signs and wonders. You want to see more of that. You don't have to chase it. Just follow your favor and steward it well. Signs and wonders happen. They break open. Miracles happen. Business miracles happen. Business strategies are downloaded overnight in your dreams. Doors from clients open like this that you never were going after. You got debt piling up like this. Suddenly debt's written off like that. Favor. Over and over again. The question is, do you want more of it? Do you want more favor? Because the last thing we see in the Acts passage, the very last thing we see, it said that they received the food and they received the, the, the things God was doing with glad hearts. These were happy people. These were joyful people. Because favor produces, ultimately produces joy, not a burden. Favor produces joy. Where there's an environment of joy, favor exists and it's growing. And that's another key sign that favor is happening in your life. And where are we following it? Where's the joy? Where's the thing that brings joy into your life, into your family's life, into your community life? Where's that happening at? 
Because that's what favor brings. It brings joy. And it's the greatest fruit of favor. Because happy people, joyful people, attract other people, don't they? That's why we want to be somewhat joyful here, right? You know? You come in. Jesus. That's not the, oh, I'm, I'm going to struggle with the favor. What's going on? Where's your favor, buddy? Where's your favor? Come on. Come on, where's your favor? Come, we should be joyful in here. We should be happy in here. Of all places, it can be chaos out there. At least let's be happy in here, okay? Because we're stewarding favor well. Stewarding favor well. Can I ask you to stand, please?